This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by InPen from Companion Medical. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. The InPen is America's only FDA cleared smart insulin pen and app system. InPen works like other pens, it's just a lot smarter. You can use an InPen like any other injector pen. The difference in InPen is that it tracks each dose and delivers your data to a secure app on your smartphone. So finally, there's no complicated math and no logbook to update. In just a moment, InPen user Fiona Wilde's going to tell you a little bit about why she loves her InPen, and then we're going to get right to ask Scott and Jenny. But if you're interested in finding out more, I urge you to go to companionmedical.com or click on the links in your show notes or the ones that are available at juiceboxpodcast.com. Welcome to Ask Scott and Jenny. In today's episode, I, Scott, and Jenny, Jenny Smith from the Diabetes Pro Tips series and Defining Diabetes, you know Jenny. Jenny works at Integrated Diabetes. She's a CDE, a registered pump trainer, CGM trainer, dietitian. She has type 1. I bet you that Jenny's the kind of person that would never throw a piece of gum in a waste paper basket without wrapping it in a tissue first. Right after InPen user Fiona Wilde tells us how her InPen helps her remember her basal insulin, Jenny and I are going to talk about your A1C test. What's better? Is it the clarity report from Dexcom? What that tells you? Is it what they give you in the office? How do you know what to trust and what not to? It's actually a bigger topic than you would think. And then in the middle of that, Jenny ends up having her own question for me, which I answer. They also give you your long acting reminders. I take Lantus, so it'll give me a Reminder of like, hey, you need to take your Lantus. And then you can record that in the app as well. So it says, okay, I just gave myself X amount of units of Lantus. Like it's all recorded in there. And that's good too, because that kind of goes back to my thing of, oh, oops, yeah, I forgot to, you know, give myself this or give myself that. Because with pens, it is kind of easy to forget or it's easy to just like give yourself insulin and then walk away from it because you don't have something attached to your body for the constant reminder. I definitely feel a bit more free, which is really nice, but it's easier to skip some things too. And that's where the in-pen makes sure that you don't skip steps that, you know, maybe are easy to forget. It helps you plan for the steps that you didn't forget, and then it helps you plan for the future as well. Okay, now, Jenny, this one's interesting because you said you wanted to do a pro tip episode about this, but it's... Uh, or answer the question, maybe, yeah. if it's the one I'm thinking of. Melissa asks, um, my A1C in the doctor's office is always much lower than my Dexcom GMI. For example, my doctor said my A1C was 5.7, but my GMI for 90 days is 6.4. Which do you think is more accurate? Is that the one you were expecting? That's the one I was expecting, and it's a very, very common question. In fact, it's it's a question that I get a lot from, also from you know people that I work with. Mm-hmm. They're like, I see my CGM is telling me this, and I went in and I got this A1C done, and my A1C is higher, my A1C is lower, right? Um, so 
you know, essentially, um, GMI and do you, do you, Scott, know what GMI stands for? Sure. It's a uh, gross mountain infrastructure. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so GMI is glucose management indicator. That makes so, sense. <laughs> right. And if you remember with De- within Dexcom, for a while, they had E-A1C, mm-hmm. your estimated A1C, right? Well, and then for a while, they got rid of any estimate whatsoever. Yeah. That was completely gone from any of your clarity reports. And then they, they they did all of this, you know, hashing and thinking and putting together something new. And they came up with the, this GMI termed concept, mm-hmm. glucose management indicator. And really what it means is um, clarity kind of has its own secret sauce sort of algorithm that it takes your glucose within a range, you know, whether it's a 14 day, 30 day, 90 day, and it estimates based on where your glucose trend has been within that defined time period. So one, if you are looking at a time period of 14 days and you're getting your GMI, perhaps you've had really, you've taken all of the pro tips that we've done mm-hmm. and you've put them into work and you're like, I am knocking this out of the ballpark. I've got this beautiful, like looking average. It's come down considerably. Your GMI for that 14 day is going to look great. And then you go in and you get this A1C and huh, A1C is higher. And you're like, well, that that doesn't look right. Why is this? Here? Well, the time frame is different. We have to remember that A1C is averaged over a 90 to 120 day time period, right? And is, so, that, is that 90 to 120 because some people get it done every 90 or every 120? Or is it because, no, it's because it bleeds into that period, right? It has to do, so 90 to 120 days is A1C, is where A1C comes from, mainly because of the life of the red blood cell. Mm -hmm. So doing a little biology for you, your red blood cell has hemoglobin attached. And when we look at how most glucose has attached to that hemoglobin part, we read A1C over the time period of life of your average blood cell, your average red blood cell, which is about 90 to 120 days for most people. So we have this long timeline of how much glucose has kind of stuck there. And you can tell an average blood sugar value then based on that. So the problem is that, of course, as we've talked before, A1C isn't the end-all be-all of glucose management, right? It doesn't give the time and range. It doesn't give how much variability you're having to get that average. It's just a one-spot check-in, right? Same thing with this GMI. The GMI is also just an average of where your CGM data trend has been over the course of whatever defined time period you have populated into your clarity report mm-hmm. for that evaluation. So if you're looking at 14 days, it might look phenomenal. Or if you've been on vacation for 14 days and you've been eating all of the pizza and margaritas on the beach and whatever and not paying attention, you could have this high looking and your A1C could actually have been much better because your time period before that you were doing a phenomenal job. So therein lies some of the difference there. Um, I, I, I so guess I have I have a question. Um, yeah. Okay. So 
imagining in your mind uh, this i think most of us think of it as a as a, excuse me as a 90 day period we get our a1c checked and 90 days later we do it again mm-hmm. but if i had what, uh, what you just described not 90 days ago but three more weeks past that if those three weeks were magical for me my a1c was 5 in those three weeks and then the next 90 days it was more like Melissa's describing it. You know, the GMI's telling me the last 90 days was 6.4, but when I got it back, it was 5.7. Is it because some of those first 14 days might still be, do you see what I'm saying? Like, is the blood right. test looking back further than my last doctor's appointment? Possibly. It's actually, it's actually weighted, I think, what you're asking a little bit opposite. So if you... The older red blood cells don't have as much impact on the A1C value right now today as the ones closer to today. So if your A if your glucose was like not where you wanted it to be three to four months ago, but in the past month, you've really reined things in and you've gotten it down and you've nailed it and you've got this beautiful looking standard deviation and everything is in range. This time period in the past month has more weight on actual A1C than two, three, four months ago because there aren't as many of those red blood cells hanging around to give data point to. Does that make sense? It does, but then how is she seeing a 90-day GMI that's higher than her actual A1C? So, so take her out of it for a second. When that mm-hmm. happens, what what's the likelihood of the – like what is likely so impacting that? So if her – well, and that could have relevance to accuracy then of her CGM. I think I think Jenny hasn't had a signal on her Dexcom for a while. Is that what that? Oh, I is? haven't. Right. I'm really really annoyed right now. <laughs> this is. I actually called in a sensor. We talked about this. We I did. called you yesterday. Really annoyed, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, and this sensor has been wonky since I put it in yesterday. I'll tell you wonky. what. I'm bad gonna... numbers. And now I have signal loss, and I've had signal loss three times this morning. Right. Attempting to reconnect, wait up to 30 minutes. Don't what, wait. Really? Open your phone up, shut off the Bluetooth, and then turn it back on again. So open your phone, close all your apps that you're not using yep. except for Dexcom, or you can close them all if you want for right now for a second. And then go Even my loop app? No, that you can leave open your phone. Then I, go into your settings. I, yep. And shut off the Bluetooth. Bluetooth Yep. Then turn the Bluetooth back on, open the Dexcom back up, and then this is where I tell Arden, because Arden wears her Dexcom sensors on her hips, I'm like, shove that phone right up your ass. Just stick it right next to that sen- next to the transmitter. <laughs> and leave it there for a few minutes. I bet you it's back in five or six minutes. Okay, that'll be awesome. If you are a C, good to know people in the right places, right? right? If I'm right about that. I'm, I'm amazing. So, and by the way, you just said something that I'm going to ask Jenny a question. I'm going to make myself a note for the next Ooh. one here. Um, okay. So I'm so sorry. Where, where the heck were we with, uh, so, I know we were talking about accuracy. Yes. I, and so that's where some of that may have relevance. You know, I, some people have really awesome, consistent accuracy. They do a finger stick occasionally and they're like, yep, my CGM is right on with that finger stick. Mm-hmm. But you know, now in today's world with G5 and now G6 and whatever's coming out after this, with FDA approval, without having new finger sticks, many people literally aren't doing finger sticks anymore. Yeah. Whatever's appearing on their CGM is what they're using. Well, unfortunately, 
BGMs can be off. They may not be as accurate as what your true body blood glucose, your blood cells are telling. So let's say this person's A1C is higher than the actual A1C comes out to be. CGM, GMI is higher. It could be that the CGM is actually reading higher Mm -hmm. than their true glucose trend is reading in their body. Yeah, I'll tell you that... um... So that's an interesting issue. And I, th- what it made me think was, what if she's, she doesn't say here whether it's a G6 or a G5, right? What if she's calibrating with a meter that's less accurate than the CGM and she's lying to the CGM? And so the CGM's like, so there's a lot of scenarios here. I'll tell you right now, that's why you have to put effort into getting whatever the best meter on the market is. Just get it. I we have the currently it's the contour next one. That's the one I have. It's it's I don't think I've ever tested with that contour and it hasn't agreed with the CGM that I believed was accurate at the time. The next most accurate is going to be the AccuCheck Guide Me. Mm-hmm. That's another one that um, Freestyle Light by Abbott also does a really nice job accuracy wise. I think within the first. With the top five that are on the market, those three are within that as far as accuracy rating. Contour is so. cool too because it's small and yeah. it's, it's it's got a nice bright light for and it doesn't take much blood to get it to go. No. And it's got second chance. I forget what they call it, but if you hit some blood and it's not enough, you have like a, a fairly long a time. time period. I think it's like 15 to 20 seconds it's to way, get another drop on. It's more time than you need. So um Okay, and plus, I guess the other thing we have to consider too is, and Maddie comes in and says uh, that a nurse practitioner at her work told her that the A1C machines are actually allowed to be up to 0.5% off. So even there, it's just a bunch of things you don't consider. Like what if it's a little bit of all those things, you know? Um, I don't know that to be true. And is it clear clarity there for the A1C machine would also be, is it an A1C machine that's an office A1C where they do your finger stick in the office and derive it, you know, within the next 10 or 15 minutes? Right. Or is it a lab value A1C? That would be a good clarification to make for which A1C is allowed to be or have such variance. Which would we prefer lab value, right? For accuracy? Lab value for accuracy. What about the finger sticks? How close are they, do you think, in the office? The finger sticks can be a little off. I know my office, when I when I used to see my endo in um, D.C., they always did an office A1C, and I always asked them at the same time to do a lab mm-hmm. because I just, I wanted, I wanted the accuracy from it. Yeah. There was always, for me, my average change was about a point three so if my a1c was like six in the office it was usually like a 6.3 if it was like 5.8 in the office it was usually like a six from the lab value i'll tell you how i i think about it too like i listen i don't i don't make any secret of it arden's a1c's are are fantastic right and they've ranged between five two and six two for over five years now if we go in and it's five two and then three months later it's five four i'm not like oh my god i'm just like arden's a1c is great you, you, you know like, i mean you know i don't right. see a difference between a six two and a six four you're doing terrific um you know like it, it's right. not a lot to knot yourself up over um you know not not and then k-n-o-t-t uh cool uh, and by the way i just want to let you know that your trick worked of course it did. i now have data yeah you're, you're welcome <laughs> 
Don't you worry. Scott well, why did I not know that trick? That's how I, well, I, I got, I got that the that podcast. Trick? That's why. Um, <laughs> good. So, all right. So, Jenny's got her data back. We're all good. And that's a good, listen, there's a good one for all of you. If you're using the Dexcom G6 right now and you experience a signal loss um, and it tells you, wait up till 30 minutes to reconnect, close all the apps on your phone, like crash them. You know how to crash an app, right? And then um, shut off your Bluetooth and settings. Wait, a, you know, you don't have to wait long. Turn it back on, reopen the Dexcom app, and then take that phone and stick it near the transmitter. Um, people, Wherever the transmitter is. People are apt to blame Dexcom, which I'm sure they have culpability in this in some way or another, but Bluetooth is a very um, inspecific signal. Problem it, it's, a, it's a lot, it's a big part of this. So uh, Bluetooth is, is, you know, has got its problems. So that's why some people see better or worse results with different phones. If you'd like to learn more about the InPen, you can always go to companionmedical.com or there are links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out Fiona on Instagram, her latest picture is of her racing in China. She says it's pretty cool to be racing at the 2008 Olympic Sailing Center. She's Fiona underscore wild on Instagram. Fiona, the classic way, F-I-O-N-A underscore, you know, is like a dash, but it's lower. And then wild, W-Y-L-D-E. Check her out. If you're on MDI and you want to stay that way, but you wish you had a little more control, check out the in-pen with your internet connection probably on your phone companion medical they're terrific if you'd like some perspective on how not musical i am if that didn't just do it for you consider this in my head the tune to sweeney todd was playing when i did that i know right there's no correlation whatsoever <laughs>